Good evening, Patriots. And it's still January 19th, Wednesday, 2022. And the world has not imploded, collapsed, nor has there been a pole shift, or has there been a complete and total annihilation of humankind because of some bioweapon that Fochi created. (laughs) And we're still here. Still doing our thing on whatever shape of an earth we have. Flat, round, donut, don't really know. But if you're not skeptical about the whole story there, you should be. After all, Christopher Columbus handed an egg to the Pope, and he said, the world is round, and the Pope said, okay. I don't know how you figure that one out, but go for it. So we're in an upside-down world. We might as well enjoy it. Patriots, before we begin tonight, just a quick uh, call-out to MyPillow.com. Big supporters, as you know, of MyPillow.com. And our promo code there is Bards, B-A-R-D-S. Every time I see my pillow get attacked, it means they're doing something right. Mike Lindell was debanked, deplatformed by Minnesota Bank and Trust that is owned by Heartland Financial. And I'm going to do a, more of a story on this coming up. But um, once again, doing it because of his forward-leaning approach towards preserving liberty and fight for liberty. Mike has done unbelievable things for us in this nation and has Christ on his heart, which is beautiful. So you can use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. There's a bunch of new offers, great offers that are on there right now. Sales on sleepwear, sleepwear, sheets, the two-inch mattress topper, blank blanket quilts, comforters. There's all sorts of overstock sales like body pillow cases, other pillow cases, couch pillows, individual towels. There's a lot of great stuff going on right now over there. So head on over to MyPillow.com. Scroll on down to the radio listeners box on the front page. And I know I usually tell you to go to our homepage, which is MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, which you can, but these specials are showing up, aren't showing up there yet. They're doing an update on their website. So head on over to MyPillow.com. Scroll on down to the radio listeners box. Click on that. There's all sorts of amazing sales going on there. And you can use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, for some fantastic things for the home and bedroom. You can also use the same promo code on the My Store site and on the My on the Frank Speech site. So check that out. Know that when you spend your money at MyPillow, you're supporting liberty and a CEO that is openly carrying Christ in his heart. That's a good combination. I wish we had about 300 of him, I'll tell you right now. The Founders Bible is another one. Thefoundersbible.com. Your promo code there is BARDS. That's the Bible for our time. It's an NASB 1995 edition. You can check that out. Beautiful document. Go over to the website. You'll see examples of how they've integrated our founding fathers. Text with Scripture. NASB 1995 has become my go-to version of the Bible. It's an amazing translation. And you can get 20% off by using your BARDS code at checkout. So thefoundersbible.com, promo code BARDS. Put it in the coupon section, get 20% off on the Bible. Finally, Expedition, X-P-E-D, expeditioncoffee.com is the BARDS-branded coffee. It's really a coffee for the warriors of this time. Gives you the energy boost you need all day long. Gives you that focus and mental clarity that you need and also helps establish strength in your immune system. And that goes along with a whole complement of products that are building a health ecosystem to help reclaim our health sovereignty. So those include the coffee, which is Expedition Coffee, the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut, Immune XP, which is a pine cone extract supplement or based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C, Pure 47, which is one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate pathogens, including the full complement of SARS-CoV bioweapons that have been launched against us. And Earth, which is a full-body nutrients powder that we mix together in a shake, have it once a day. It's a fantastic full-body health strengthener and nutrient needs for your body. So check that out. It's all designed to give you strength and you rebuild that immune system, get your body back to being strong, and reclaim our sovereignty over our, our body and health system again and take it away from the biomedical terrorist situation that we're dealing with right now. 
So I'm doing a lot of reflecting here, and I want to start tonight. I want to read. It's it's Balaam and the angel, the story of Balaam's donkey, and I think it has a lot of importance for us as we reflect on where we're at. I find it very interesting, and it's just one of these things I reflect on repeatedly of how visible evil is. And it really is in this point in time. It's quite amazing how visible evil is and how willing we are to find scapegoats for things and not dig into the deeper issues of accountability. I use Fochi as the great example. And I use other things. There's a there is a willingness right now to paint narratives that are just frankly lies. So before the show, I watched a clip from a Telegram file called Declassified Files, 10 Days of Darkness. That's the name of the Telegram channel. And it was a short video clip from a French woman who has taken the injection and just in tears, telling a very true testimony of what this has done to her. She has myocarditis. She is no longer able to walk her dog. She's no longer able to tend to her daughter. She's no longer able to be to go to work. She is she's destroyed by the injection. And I think it's very important that we are reminded about the pain of these incidents right now. Because there's a real tendency at this moment in time to write narratives of deflection or projection. And these narratives of deflection and projection are all wrapped around this political narrative, this political fight that's going on. And we're not, we're forgetting the human side. And that's where we live. We don't live in this imaginary nonsense. You know, the, the, big lie right now that I consider it, it's a, it's not a lie, but it's a hypocrisy. It's Fochi lied, people died, but somehow that doesn't apply equally to anybody else. If we say Trump lied, people died immediately. And I, I mean, it's happened on this channel almost every time I say it, it happens all over and people say, well, Trump didn't mean that or Trump, that's not what Trump was doing. Or I don't know anybody. This is a great one. I don't know anybody. They listened to Trump and took the injection. I don't know anybody that listened to Fochi and took the injection either, just so I can say it, because I don't. But we're missing the piece of personal accountability. And with that is this constant defense of things that we want to hear because it makes us feel comfortable and we're not looking in the mirror at the truth. One of the things that's interesting to me right now is and this is where I think the story of Balaam's donkey will have some impact. I, and, I, and it's just an, it's an interesting way of looking at the world. But we're always trying to find the boogeyman or always trying to find somebody to save us. This is the most amazing thing. I, there's a video series that are going around right now. It was on Twitter. It was a five-part video series of a supposed interrogation of a British police officer with a woman sitting behind a keyboard dictating to him these this amazing investigation that's supposedly going on in England to investigate, and he's telling this, this police officer that they can use force to round these elites up and all of this. From what my analysis is, that's a complete sham set of videos because the audio, we don't ever see the woman's mouth move, and it looks like the audio and sounds like the audio, I should say it that way, was overlaid it's it's they put in another woman's voice and the part of the reason i can tell you that is that the sound echo and the room changes and the mic pickup isn't consistent with what it should be doing in the room so it it's a but people want to believe it because they want to believe that there is an investigative unit that's going to fix all of this and yet the entire responsibility for this has always been us I really think that a lot of what we're seeing here, and this is the hardest red pill I think we all have to face, is what we're witnessing in the world isn't just a manifestation of Lucifer and evil. It's a reflection of us. Think about that for a minute. 
And that's a hard one to swallow. But it's a reflection of us because we've allowed it. We've, we've not challenged it. We've not done our task. And so when we're out here in the world looking at all of this and we're saying, Fochi lied, people died. I Really, that's not a true statement. Fochi exists because we didn't do our job years ago. And he still exists because he's still there. I mean, when I say that, he's, his lies continue and our responsibility still exists because he's still there. So if we're going to look at people equally, we have to shred away this bias that we want to see things with. So let me read, let me read number. This is numbers 22, 21 to 39. So Balaam arose in the morning and saddled his donkey and went with the leaders of Moab. But God was angry because he was going, and the angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as an adversary against him. Now he was riding on his donkey, and his two servants were with him. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his sword drawn in his hand, the donkey turned off the way and went into the field, but Balaam struck the donkey to turn her back into the way. Then the angel of the Lord stood in the narrow path of the vineyards with a wall on this side and a wall on that side. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pressed herself to the wall and pressed Balaam's foot against the wall, so he struck her again. The angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn to the right or right hand or left. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam. So Balaam was angry and struck the donkey with his stick. And the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have struck me with these three times? Then Balaam said to the donkey, Because you have made a mockery of me. If there had been a sword in my hand, I would have killed you by now. The donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey on which you have ridden all your life to this day? Have I ever been accustomed to to do so to you? And he said, No. Now think about that for a minute right there, patriots. Imagine what God is thinking and what God is here. Imagine God saying, Am I not your God on which you have walked with your whole life to this day? Have I ever been accustomed to do so to you? Have I ever led you the wrong way? And yet here we are, all of us, in this strange walk, divided. We have the vax type that are turned their back on that belief. We ourselves are going another way, angry at the division, suffering and pain, looking to God. God, why don't you fix this? Why are you doing this to us? God, how can I suffer through this? This is all of our making. All of this in the end is of our making. And that's the sad part about this. We are at a culmination point. We're at a critical hour in the existence of humanity. And in this critical hour, we're all scrambling to try to fix it. And fixing has never been difficult. Fixing has been so easy. It still is, to this very moment, is. All we have to do is repent. Honestly. Repent, not limited by repentance to say, I will repent for my sins. I'll repent just for my little piece of the pie, but not hers, not his. I didn't have anything to do with that. I'm not going to repent for that. Christ didn't do that. Christ took on his shoulders the sins of all of man. And somehow that doesn't settle in with us. 
somehow we turn to Christ and we say this instead. Well, Christ already forgave us. Okay. Good. And here we are. A world divided. A world disobedient to God. So if we're going to repent as a nation or repent as a few for the nation or repent individually for all this, I don't see it as a repentance where we get to pick and choose like the little pieces of candy on the on the C's candy box. I like nuts and caramel. I don't like the cream filling. That's not the way it works. And instead, we tend to be like Balaam and his donkey. We lash out and we strike that which we are not happy with because we see it as a mockery to ourselves. And yet before us stands all of this truth. And it's right before us. The truth is there. It's, it's standing, looming before us like the angel on the road with a raised sword. But we can't see it just like Balaam couldn't see it. Christ can. But we don't turn there for all of it. We turn there for a piece of it or we don't turn there at all. In this last 18 months, it's been a profound walk for me. When I saw this vax come out, and that started being talked about about 18 months ago, almost two years ago, the mask was one thing. But when I started, they started talking about the vax, I started screaming loud. And I knew it was coming. I knew what was coming. But I was also angry. And in that phase of the war, screaming and screaming to get people not to do it, banging on the doors, myself, like thousands of others, I'm, not, I'm just using myself as a testimony tonight, like thousands of others, screaming at everybody going, don't take it, don't take it, as we watched the world, watched our families, watched everybody turn away from us, we felt the pain, but we also felt the anger. And it was literally like, you're stupid for doing it, which I don't, be- I don't vary from. And that was the hot war. That was the war at the time when we're trying to do everything we can to save and grab as many people as we could to help them not make the decision which we knew would be destructive. We didn't know all the details. We just knew that something that was being mandated and talked about for a virus that didn't exist, we saw the truth, enough of the truth. We could see enough of the shadow of the angel standing before us with a sword to say, don't do it. And in that moment, So many of us were like Balaam's donkey. We were getting smacked and beat on. But as that evolved, we also became Balaam. We started to strike back. You're angry. Today, we're at a different place. And this is the part of the journey that I've been very humbled by. Humbled enough to almost daily bring me to tears. We're at a place now that people are legitimately dying. What was theory is reality now. People are suffering. The real testimonies. Not these screwed up narratives that people make about how Trump did this because he's fighting for the cabal or he was, people have to die in a war so it's just part of the suffering as he's saving as many people as he can. Not these garbage narratives about how 5G is going to be Tesla's wave buried within them. It's going to heal everybody when it turns it on. Not these coy narratives of focusing on when the white hats are going to come in and take everything over, minimizing those that have been injected and the suffering they're going through. Now, there's real casualties, there's real people that are dying and suffering. And no, they probably didn't hear us, or no, they didn't want to hear us, but that's not going to matter now. Because they're all part of us. And we are truly 
one. We are Ephesians 4, 25. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you, with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. And we are. And so in this time as we face this, we have to start facing of what it's going to take to heal this, not what it's going to take to punish it or account, be accountable with it. That's God's job and that's Christ's work. Ours is to bring people together. I can't stand the cabal. I can't stand what they've done. The callousness, the, the unhuman approach. And the sick not part about this is that they take pleasure in it. But I also know this, and these are amazing words that I'm about ready to speak that God's put on my heart, and I'm very serious. As much as I can't stand them, as much as I want to see them punished, here's a simple truth. If the prayers were waged to such a way that they was bringing them back to Christ and bringing them to the knees before God, the people that caused this could stop this instantly. And that's the truth. Because they have the influence, they have the placement, and they have the ability to put a stop to it. We have to start focusing so much now on not letting them divide us further. We have to start listening to the voices of those that have been damaged. And we have to pray for them. Pray for their healing. We have to pray for the families and find our way in our families to build, to bridge unity, not enhance division. That means we have to be humbled. We have to be humble. Because through humility is the greatest strength of God. Numbers twenty-two thirty-one. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And he bowed all the way to the ground. The angel of the Lord said to him, Why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I have come out as an adversary because your way was contrary to me. But the donkey saw me and turned aside from me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, I would surely have killed you just now and let her live. Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. For I did not know that you were standing in the way against me. Now then, if it is displeasing to you, I will turn back. But the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but you shall speak only the word which I tell you. We have to go now with the people. And we have to speak the words in which God puts on our heart. We have to trust in him. And we have to let him guide us. Our words have power of life and death. Our words have power to heal. Our words have power to extort pain. And if we're going to walk this narrow path, if we're going to walk this path to be truly aligned with Christ, that means we have to walk the path he walked, including carrying his cross. This path that we walk has not been an easy one, and it will not get any easier. And there won't be any fame, and there won't be any notoriety, and we're not going to get written up on billboards or have people come and praise us to say, oh, thank you, thank you for your great strength during this time that led me back from the darkness, because that's not what we should be seeking. If we're seeking that, then we're hitting our donkey with a stick. 
because we're trying to find those things that make us look good and trying to crush those things that expose mockery. But if we're humble, and we're humble before the Lord, he'll place us in the places we need to be. He'll raise us up as we need to be raised. We'll speak the words that he'll put upon our mouth and our tongues. And we'll speak the words that he needs to be spoken to accomplish what he needs done in this time and in this place. Our expectations of what has to happen next I can't be there. What we have to do is put ourselves before the Lord and repent with a humble heart. Not for the things that we did, but what we did as a corporate body for humanity. Because that's on all of us. Not one of us is void of sin. Not one of us. And not one of us walked a perfect life. I'm sure that there are those that have done more in certain areas than others. And that's as to be expected. But as a corporate body to be judged as a nation to be judged, who are going to be those that repent for the nation and willfully accept it, not shallowly, but stand before God with the boldness of Moses to say, don't do this, Lord. There is another way. Last night I shared with you something that was given to me and it was a way in which it was said to me, how else am I to bring you together? And that was the vision of the young dying and the old dying. And it brought me to tears. But it wasn't a determined statement. It was a statement of how else am I to bring you together? I know how else to bring us together. And it isn't about death. It's about us who have the strength in our heart to accept the repentance for this nation willfully to ask the Lord for forgiveness for the sins of a nation, of a people, and to ask the Lord for mercy. To put ourselves before him, not for myself, not for yourself, but to put ourselves before him for all of us as a corporate body and to accept whatever comes. Too often what we do is we do this and then we hesitate because, well, I, I, I'll do that, but I don't want it to anything bad to happen to me. That's not the walk of Christ. And that's not someone who accepts that we're not of this world. In this world, we do what is necessary. For all of God's children to live and seek life, to have life. And sometimes that's pretty rough. And sometimes it's not at all. Sometimes it's glorious. It could be the walk of Joshua. It could be the walk of Moses. It even could be the walk of Christ. But in the end, if we're true in our heart to the Lord, and we're seeking that which is to bring us together now. We've done our job of watchers on the wall, and we have to continue to be that of watchers on the wall. We can't stand by and accept this nonsense where they're saying it's, it's their choice when we know their choice is a one step from suicide. But for those that have been damaged or those that have forsaken the words we've said or those that have condemned us for being stupid or tin hat. This wave is turning faster than we ever expected. We heard it. We, we, we listened to the predictions. We heard what was being said by the experts, the Dr. Tenpennies. They knew what was going on. And as much as we heard it and listened to it, we all, in one way or another, I guarantee every one of us doubted that a little bit because it's like, well, I don't see it. But it's now happening everywhere. The suffering and the dying is real. And as a humanity, this is a time that we need Christ and the strength in Christ more than ever.
for it is the blood of Christ that can heal. And we walk in an intimacy as part of the body of Christ. And we have been given the promise in John 14, 12, that truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father. That means we can heal. That means we can build the appreciation of love. That means that we can feed the many with a few pieces of bread and a pieces of fish. It's right there. I'm not making that up. But that also means that we have to be humble and trusting in him in a way I would argue that we have not yet achieved, but now is, not, is, now is the time to find it. Because this world needs it. We have a choice ahead. A great awakening or a great shock. And I think that that is in our hands. I think that's a choice that we each can make. If we choose to have the great shock, then that would reflect that we're more concerned about ourselves, about our communities that that are of common thinking, and we're going to let the others just have their suffering pain, which I know there are people out here that relish in that. And there are times, I'm not going to deny it, there's times I'm like, man, you all need this. But you know what? That was a different part of the war. And I, I won't even deny that I've, I've modified my position as we have to because things are starting to get really close to home for all of us. What was five degrees of separation is now three and soon it will be two. It's hard to find somebody now that doesn't know somebody who has died or been suffering from this vax. And it's only going to get worse. That piece of accountability that we all want, and we do, we're going to have to let that one go. We're going to have to put that on God because that's God's role. And we're going to have to put a deeper trust in Christ. And I'm not taking away accountability from our leaders, and I'm not taking away justice that has to come. I'm not doing any of that. I'm talking about the fellow men, our fellow men and women in this world, the children of this world, the elderly of this world that have been damaged, that really no one's really listening to. We hear ourselves say things about the vax and the anti-vax, the pro-vaxxers talk about how we all need to die or some version or all get vaxxed. But in between, there are, Literally, by VAERS data alone, as I read the other night, just by VAERS data, there's over a million people that have been damaged by this vax. We're not hearing a million voices every day, I'll tell you that. And I would argue we don't have prayers for a million people every day that have been damaged. And I would guarantee every day we don't have prayers for the 28,000 that died. Now, we'll talk about it, but we talk about them almost like a separate class. They're part of us. And now more than ever, we're going to have to have compassion and grace and the heart of Christ. He loved us with everything that he had. He gave everything that he could, including his life, for us to live I think it's time that we start to live that way for those now that suffer and the many that will be. It is truly that time, patriots, for us to rise. Rise with our voice, our voice of defiance to those in power and those, our voice of compassion, love, and grace for those that have made an improper choice. We can heal this world.
And whatever healing looks like, whether it's spiritual or, or physical, we can heal this world. And greater works than these he will do. This is our time. And God has given us the words, if all we will do is listen. Let us pray. Father, hear our prayers this evening as we sit before you in reflection to all that has passed in this last 18 months. Father, we have arrived in a point of time of truth and testimony, a place where we now can witness a world as a consequence of the way we have all chosen to live, a world that turned our back on you, a world that turned ourselves, our lives into a center point of ourselves, a world that put trust in government or ignored government and left it unaccountable to us. A world that forgot that you were on the throne above all things, Lord. A world that became built around car payments and mortgage payments and the latest fashion and the latest digital toy consumed and controlled by debt and the busy hurry of to and fro to maintain our status, to maintain our position, to fulfill ourselves with things and events rather than the worship and purity of love in which you offered us. Hear our prayers, Lord, and hear our forgiveness and our plea for forgiveness. For as we sit here now and we open our hearts to the reminder of what Paul wrote, for we are members of one another. We ask, Lord, as we sit here before you, to forgiveness in our hearts to release our anger, to release our pain. To not dwell on either, but to instead press into the love and the glory in which you offer us. To embrace the glory of agape love and the power of healing that comes from the hand of Christ. To give us that strength, Lord, to walk in this world now, not as darkness, but as light. To be the lamp on the hill. To have the strength to stand before you, Lord, and say to you, Lord, I will take the burden of these sins. To do so with a truth in our heart. Not for the selective things that we've done, but for the collective corporate things that we've lived through. And Lord, we ask for the forgiveness of this land and the healing of these people. All of us, not just them or others, but all of us. For each one of us needs to now find our commonality as one with you, Lord. We pray for the setting aside of our differences and the artificial divisions that have been instituted by corporate hands, political bodies, and master engineers of deceit. We pray for a nation that can see clearly that can take accountability and responsibility for the pain and suffering that now is witnessing before us all. To humble ourselves before you, to pray for forgiveness, to embrace the common pain that we all need to bear, a nation gone astray. We pray for our children. We pray and ask forgiveness for the paths that have been taken that have allowed children to be the product of other people's pleasure and evil desires. We pray for our parents in a culture that has cast them aside and shuttered them off to institutional homes rather than taking responsibility as children as we should 
And we pray for forgiveness for that, Lord. And we pray for ourselves as a collective body. We have been wrong. We have walked astray and forgotten what was given to us by your, the sacrifice of your son and for all that Christ gave us while here on earth. Forgive us, O Lord. Restore us as a nation and as a people with the love of our Savior and the wisdom that only you can bring. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We can do this. And we can do this. Or two or three are gathered and we have many more than that. The weight of the nation should not be one that's unbearable, but one that we own and one that we take responsibility for and now gives us strength to step into this world and lead it forward to a new day. For what we ask of the Lord, if we truly ask in our heart, he will deliver. I truly believe that, and I think you do too. So let us ask. Let us ask each of us for the repentance and for the forgiveness, and let us ask for the resetting of the unity and love of what this nation can be and what we are capable of as a people, as children of God. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Our prayers have to be truthful and honest to the point of br brutal pain sometimes. An honesty that has to strip away the shell and shed those maskings that we place around it to try to protect ourselves or make ourselves feel good. We have to be truthfully and brutally honest. And yes, the Lord reads our heart, but it's when we are truly brutally honest with him and show our heart in the truth of it through the depth, hiding nothing that the intimacy builds and that deep relationship of father and son grows. God is with us and he will never forsake us. We have to dig in deeper though, trust deeper, open our hearts deeper. He is, is here in this time and in this place for such a time as this and he's trusting in us and he will win. But winning can be with us or without us. History shows that. And I don't think that's what he intends. He's offering us everything right now with doors that only he can open. And all we have to do is be truthful in our heart, be humble in his presence, and repent for all that has been done. I'll see you tomorrow night for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you, and out for now. All this time we had to prove That we could stand here too All the nights been pushing through Fight for all we had to lose Reaching out for something To pull us up to the level ground Oh, I can see it now
sits down over the hill where the lost got found. Reaching through somehow. Oh, you're an island when the world is too loud. When the seasons change, I know the space between us will stay the same. Resting on this faith, when your soul answers calls far away. Safe place to hide from the rain. 